Sure. 
Eve to y'all. I was hoping for a little more energy at 4 o'clock. Merry Christmas to you. There you go. There you go. Like it, like it, like it. Hey, welcome to Camarillo Community Church. My name is David Hurtado. If you are, for some reason, maybe you're in town seeing family, welcome to you. I know we have folks online who aren't able to participate with us unless they're online. We see you. Merry Christmas to you as well. And I just wanted to say a special thanks to our entire worship team uh, from the house, back of the house, all you guys do to make sure that Christmas is awesome for us. So cool. I, I, I wish you would just think about in your mind right now, whatever it is you got on your plate that has to be done by the tonight's over. You know, I, the, the house has got to be clean. I still got to wrap some gifts. I got to prepare myself emotionally for the in-laws coming over tomorrow. I got to make some cookies for the unmentionable guy tonight. And uh, you know, all those things have to happen. Uh, and, and these guys have to do all that as well. And then on top of all that, they practice their instruments, their vocals, all those things, and set aside a lot of brainstorming time to make this special for us. So would you do me a favor, stand up, and let's give the entire, thank you Kelly, thank you entire worship team for all that you guys do for us, our way of saying a public affirmation to you. Thank you. Thank you all. All right, you guys can be seated. Welcome and uh, to our Christmas Eve 2003 Christmas Eve celebration. We are so excited that you are here. I was thinking about what is Christmas Eve, uh, but it, it really is a birthday, and, and we celebrate birthdays all the time. In fact, I know I have a lot of kids in the room right now, so you can answer out loud, even if your parents tell you you can. You can, okay? Trust me. Uh, what's something that you do on your birthday every year? What's something that happens on your birthday every year? Yeah, eat cake, that's right. Yeah, you get presents. Uh, you sing happy birthday, right? And we do, we do Christmas gifts. Uh, in fact, that kind of makes sense because, because God gave us everything we have. He's given us our very life. He's given us salvation. And, and to emulate him, we give gifts on Christmas. And, and I know many of you are looking forward to that tomorrow morning. It's your favorite part of Christmas. And that's actually very God-like to be giving gifts. And that's appropriate. But something that we don't do on Christmas or Christmas Eve is we don't do a cake and we don't sing happy birthday. And, and I just have like this bucket list thing that I'm going to need your help with today. We brought a cake and, and we got a cake and we, and we put Jesus on the top because it's Jesus' birthday. And what I'm hoping that we can do is that we could sing happy birthday to Jesus. Would you help me do this? I mean, we're going to sing together happy birthday to Jesus, his birthday. And so let's, let's start off Christmas Eve the right way by singing happy birthday to Jesus. I want you to see this cake. Yeah, we, we, we called, we found, isn't that beautiful? It's like Christmas colors and whatnot. Uh, we called around. This is not a Costco cake, okay? I don't have anything wrong with Costco cakes. But we called around like Ventura for like, you know, actual cake people. And we said, uh, you know, give us, what is your most famous cake that everybody buys? And they go, oh, well, we do this chocolate on chocolate mousse cake, and it's the best in all of Ventura County. You're like, yes, give us that one. Put the word Jesus on it, and we're going to sing happy birthday to Jesus. Can you help me out? On the count of one, two, three, happy birthday to you. Great. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, everybody, dear Jesus. Happy birthday to you. That's awesome. Round of applause. <laughs> Round of applause for Jesus absolutely on his birthday. And I know what you're thinking. Does it taste good? And you're wondering inside, like chocolate on chocolate, that sounds pretty good. Does that taste pretty good? I'll tell you. Thank you very much. Yes, yes, I will. Yes, I will. Mm, oh, oh, yeah, it is worth every dollar that that Cake Creations lady, she does custom cakes, I forget her name. She is, she is, in fact, let's talk about her for a while. <laughs> now, some of you wondering, like, 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 uh, can I have some? And the answer to that question is yes. Come on up right now, and we will give you a little piece of cake. If you want some cake, come on up. They have, we, have, we, have, we have plates, we have forks. Uh, as long as there's cake up here, you can have cake. And come on up, grab a piece. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, some of you are telling your kids right now, no, you can't have any cake. It's not true. They can. They can have cake. You're lying to them. They should have cake for Jesus' birthday. 
and come on board. As long as there's cake up here, you can have cake. As long as we have plates, forks, and cake, we will give you some. Now, here's the thing. Even while I'm talking, if I'm talking and it's like five or 10 minutes from now, and you thought, oh, there's nobody else up there and there's still cake left, I think I want some, come on up. There's no interrupting today. You absolutely can go. It could be like I'm closing in prayer and you want some cake, you can come up and grab some cake. Now, while they do that, while they do that, we want to celebrate Jesus' birthday. That's why we come together on Christmas Eve for Jesus' birthday. We celebrate the one who is to come, who is the Prince of Peace. He's the Prince of Peace. In fact, I want you to see this. We're only going to go to two passages today. It'll be on the screens for you if you didn't have a Bible with you. And it says this in Isaiah chapter 9 and verse 6. Watch this on the screens. For unto us a child is born... To us a son is given, the government shall be on his shoulders, his name shall be Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Prince of Peace. Absolutely. This is what, now you got to catch this now. That was written over 700 years before Jesus walked on the earth. 700 years prior to him walking on earth, it was foretold about one who would come, and it says this, for unto us a child is born, a son is given, the government shall be on his shoulder, then his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Peace. Right. So a child is born, a son is given. One day this son will, in this millennial reign, reign over the kingdom of the world. In that sense, the government will be on his shoulder. He will be called a Wonderful Counselor, meaning that people will find him so interesting to listen to. Ex exceptional and distinguished in what he says. They will marvel at what he says. And we saw that through Jesus' life as he walked on the earth. They'll call him the wonderful counselor. He'll, he'll not only be a godly person, but he will be mighty God. He will actually be a divine person. That's said about him 700 years before he even walked on the earth. He will be as everlasting as the Father is everlasting. We believe in the Trinity, the God, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Three separate persons, but one essence. Christ the Son shares the same essence as the Father. And so he will be the everlasting one sharing the same essence. Being uh, from eternity past God into eternity future God. He will always be God. Finally, he will be known as the Prince of Peace. He's the Prince of Peace. This is the one who brings in and maintains peace on earth. I want to say that again because I think it's super important. He is the one who brings in and maintains peace on earth. That's what's written about him in the Old Testament in Isaiah. Now I want to take you to what is written about him in the New Testament in the book of Luke. In fact, many of you might have a tradition tonight to read Luke 2. Raise your hands in the air if your family has a tradition of reading Luke 2. Yeah, it's a very common tradition during Christmas. Yeah. And so this comes out of Luke 2. Verses 8 through 14. I want to read this. It'll be on the screen for you again. It says this. And in the same region, there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were filled, they were filled with a great fear or an awe of God. And the angel said to them, don't be fearful, fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. Almost the same terminology as used by Isaiah 700 years earlier. Verse 12, and this will be a sign for you. You'll find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly there, uh, uh, there was a, a, an angel with the angel, a great multitude of heavenly hosts, more angels, praising God, saying, glory to God in the highest and on earth, what? Peace among those whom he is pleased. The one who is prophesied about in the Old Testament, who is to bring peace to the world, is now revealed in the New Testament as the baby who represents peace on earth. He's the one who brings peace. Simply put, the Jesus in the manger brings peace to the world. You know what's interesting about that? is we live in a world that's looking for peace. I don't know if you've noticed that. We live in a world that 
our greatest search as hum humans, humanity, is searching for peace. We search for it all over the place. We search for it in our significant relationships, hold, hoping that if we find our quote-unquote soulmate, that we will find peace. In fact, as a pastor, I've dealt with many situations where maybe the dating relationship was very tumultuous, but the thought and mindset is if we get married, all of a sudden there will be peace. And that doesn't often work out that way, as much as our minds want them to work out that way. We search for peace in significant relationships, and that sometimes doesn't happen. We search for peace in our careers, our resumes, our educational prowess, our titles, our business acumen, hoping that once we have arrived at the heights of our, of our life goals, we will find, you are awesome. She, I knew there was going to be somebody who was like, you know, I'll just wait to see if there's anything left at the very end, and then I'll grab some. You rock. You're amazing. All these other people are the problem. You are Jesus-loving Christmas person. Yes. We search for peace all over the place, hoping that when we high, you know, arrive at the heights of our goals in life, that maybe we'll find peace. And how many of you know, after getting to achieving all those goals, you sometimes still feel empty inside. That peace is not there as you thought it would be there. We, we search for peace and materialism. It's the car, it's the house, it's the highly sought after timeshare, it's the electronic gizmos, it's the expensive hobby. And while those things aren't necessarily inherently bad or wrong, how many of you experienced getting all those things and then after 15 minutes realizing that peace is gone? You kids are awesome, I love you. <laughs> it's so cool. <laughs> As long as you are searching for peace inside yourself, you will not find it. I want you to hear this, please. Just this resonate for a second. As long as you're looking for peace inside yourself, you will not find it. If I just scratch this itch that I have, if I just follow this desire that I want, if I just struggle towards this inkling, maybe I'll find peace. You won't find it. You see, peace comes outside of yourself. It comes from another. Peace comes from God through the presence of his son in our lives. That's why it said in Isaiah that he's the one who is the prince of peace. And then in Luke, it says that he brings peace on earth. He is the peace. And it's interesting. So we have this idea that God can bring peace in our lives. And that doesn't mean that life just becomes easy, does it? Well, no, but what it does mean is that when life is difficult, I know the one who is planning out every circumstance, every situation upon every circumstance to where I can have peace in the midst of it because he's in charge. Peace isn't just about an easy life. It's about the fact knowing that God, the sovereign one, is presiding over my life. And so we as Christians have this peace, and it's so interesting to me because people we, we all over the country today will celebrate and go to church and hear about the Prince of Peace and the guy who brings peace, and yet they will hesitate on whether or not they want that peace for themselves. They will hesitate on whether or not they want that peace for themselves. And you know, it's not, it's not too much different than whether or not you decide to take somebody up on the offer of birthday cake. You see when, by the way, there's only one piece left, which is rather remarkable. Uh, the beginning, I said, yeah, you can have cake. You really can. And you parents who are telling your kids that they can, yes, they can. You're lying to them. <laughs> they, and there were some that were like, I'm on it. You don't have to ask me twice. I'm getting, you know, chocolate mousse, I'm there, right? And there are some people like, do I, do I go? They're at the edge of the seat. Do I go? Do I, oh, I, is he serious? Or he's just talking to the kids? Or is he talking to everybody? Is it really? I mean, is this, is this a real offer? And the answer was yes. And then some of you waited a little bit. You know, let's let the, the crowd go. And I don't want to see, I don't want to see, seem pretentious. And so I'll, I'll just wait. And if there's, if, there's, if there's one piece left at the end, then, then I'll grab it. And, and, and that's what we do, even in our relationship with God. Do I grab at the peace that is there for me, or do I wait? And just like this, it doesn't matter if you came hesitantly, if you waited five minutes, or you ran up. It doesn't matter as long as, in the end, you grab onto the peace of God. It's available for you. 
You don't want to miss out on the chocolate cake of life. The chocolate cake of life is Jesus. It's the peace that he can give you in the midst of your life. You know, we as believers in Christ, if you're new to anything kind of spiritual, you're going, I don't even understand. I'll just tell you this. We as believers in Christ have a worldview that's a little different than the rest of everything you see out there in the world. Today you're told that you, man, humanity, at the core of themselves are basically good people. And I would say that, you know, we're, we're good. You know, I, you know, I've done some good things. But we just, as Christians, acknowledge something that we can tell once we have a baby and they're turned two years old. And that is that they know how to do wrong without me teaching them. Like, you learn it 18 months in. Like, how did you learn that? I didn't teach you that, and you're doing that. And then you blame your spouse, you know, that whole thing. And we just call that sin. It's a disease that every human has that we have this propensity and desire to do wrong. And God in heaven can say, I know that about my children on the earth, and he could punish us all for that, or he could do something to reconcile that to himself. And what he did is he sent his son, which we celebrate at Christmas time, the birth of a child who would be God very God, man very man, paradoxical in nature, we don't understand it, but according to scripture, he was both, meaning that he could represent us and that he would be a type of us, but then he would be divine, so he's separate from us, and then he would die on the cross for our sin. So that God would look on his son and say, I see perfection in you, you've never done anything wrong, but I'm gonna take the sin of the world and I'm gonna place it on your account, Jesus, and I'm gonna take your perfection, I'm gonna divide it up to everybody in the world who would claim Christ as their savior. And when you believe on my son, I will attribute perfection onto your account even though I know past, present, and future, everything you've ever done with a cross-eyed nature towards God. He says, I see that and I'm gonna take care of it for you. In fact, this same Jesus, the baby who was born in the major, will one day into his 30s die on the cross and then three days, be, three days later be raised from the dead and we celebrate that at Easter much more than Easter bunnies. That is what we're talking about here and I'm just here to challenge you. Think to yourself this Christmas season, in the midst of everything else you got going on, they're all good things, but could this be the time in your life that it would be beneficial to you if you would begin to contemplate your relationship with God. Could it be that the peace that God sent through his son is available to you if you will respond? Now, like I told the morning hour, if you're here and you're out of town and, and you couldn't possibly go to our church, I would say find a church where you're at and, and dive into this idea of having a relationship with God. And if you're in town, you stay around here and you don't have a church, join us. We would love to help you on your journey as you continue to process out how this whole God-me relationship works. We want to be there for you. But the peace of God is available for you. The world is looking for it and you can have it. That's what our scriptures say, amen? Bow your heads, close your eyes with me as we pray together. We're gonna get to the candlelight portion of our afternoon it's going to be special father i just pray it's amazing to me how you work in this room how you work through the ministry of your word it's amazing to me how over the years i've seen people say god got me right here got my wife in one weekend took a year for me but we are here together now we are following christ and i don't know if you're doing that in this room but i pray that you would let the peace of god that you offered through jesus christ the Prince of Peace, the one who brings peace on earth. I pray that you would use that to blow into the inner man, the inner person, the desire to have a relationship with you. I wonder if you're here today, you're ready to take that next step towards Jesus. We would love to know about it, encourage you along the way, and if you don't have a Bible, we wanna give you one. Kenny will mention more about that in a little while. Right now, we just say, Father, we love you. We thank you so much for sending the gift of your son. We celebrate him this Christmas Eve, and we acknowledge that he is the real reason for the season. And everything else that we do are all reflections of a loving God who is gracious and giving to us. But we don't want to forget. It's because of that baby.
that we have a relationship with you. We thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Have a seat real quick. My name is Kenny Kibble. I'm the executive pastor here. First thing I want to say is Merry Christmas. Well, thank you. So glad you can be here with us today. Uh, you know, Pastor David, when he was wrapping up his message, he talked about giving your life to Jesus Christ. And if you're here today and you haven't done that, and that's resonating with you, and you feel like today's the day I'm going to accept his offer to forgive me of my sins, and I want to begin following him, I would just ask, I think the most important thing to do is to let someone know 
And you can do that by, at the conclusion of our service, as you exit on the left-hand side of the lobby, there's a counter. And you can let the people there know that uh, today's the day you accepted Jesus. Uh, we want to be able to answer any questions you might have, pray for you. If you don't have a Bible, we want to be able to give you one. Um, and because we really do want to go on this journey with you towards Christ. Um, so please let us know. And if you're joining us online, you go to camcc.net, click next steps at the top of the page and just let us know so we can get back to you. All right. The other thing is we're going to receive an offering uh, today. And there's three ways to participate that if the Lord's leading it on your heart to give. As you can see on the screen, it's basically on our website. Uh, click and give at camcc.net or we have an offering box in the lobby. But I do want to say that if you're a guest with us, we have no expectation whatsoever that you participate in that. But for those of us who worship here regularly, it's one of the ways we worship the Lord. And that's how all of the ministry here is supported. All right. In fact, if you're a guest, we have a gift for you, the one that Abby talked about earlier. If you go to the welcome counter as well, let them know it's your first or second time. We have a, either a Starbucks or an In-N-Out gift card to give you. All right. Uh, let's watch this funny video and then we'll move on with the service. Are you on the naughty or the nice list? I don't know. I don't talk to Santa. I think it's nice. 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 And kind of in the middle? A little naughty. My sister is not nice because he'll always be mean to me. And what would you like for Christmas? A Christmas tree. A bomb machine. Baby dolls. A PS5. What do you want for Christmas? 15 puppies. Do you have room for 15 dogs? No. What's your favorite thing about Christmas? Play. Pick toys. I like getting presents. Celebrating Jesus' birthday. Reading the book. Maybe a Christmas book. If I'm on the nice list. Opening present. The snow. The snow? Yeah. What's the first thing that comes to your mind when you hear away in a... Sleigh. Away in a... Go to the pool. Carriage. Reindeer. Um, hot cocoa. Um, tree. Car. I don't know, a stocking? It's beginning to look a lot like... Christmas. Christmas? Um, blanking. Santa. Christmas. 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 Santa. Christmas. Me. Gold, frankincense, and... Perfume. Gold, frankincense, and... Christmas. Pirate. Candy canes. Red. Frankenstein. Stars. Wingers. I like gold cars. Gold Frankenstein. Tacos. Cows. And Dada. We three mice. Go to a park. Celebrate. Watermelon. Unicorns. Children. A free dog. People. Chocolate chip. All right, everybody, let's stand. We're gonna sing some Christmas carols. Are you ready?
You can have a seat. Thank you for coming and sharing Christmas Eve with us. I wanted to introduce my family to you, these wonderful people. This is Jazz. He's two. This is Lyric. She's six. And this is my wife. And I will not tell you her age. That's right, Jess. But I love them very, very much. Just as much as God loves you. And he loved you so much that he sent his son from heaven all the way to earth. Because he loves you. And with that love, the story doesn't end there because he grew up to be a man, he died for our sins, and then he rose again. Amen, that's right, Jazz. He rose again and promises to return. So tonight, we're gonna light a candle. And this first candle represents Jesus, the light of the world that he calls himself. He thinks the candle's a microphone. This is a lot harder than it looks, y'all. Where is this children's parents? So this represents Jesus. You wanna grab him? Yeah. The joy of children. This candle represents Jesus. And Jesus can supply salvation, hope, love, and peace to a dark world. And so tonight, as we continue to light one another's candle, it's a picture of allowing us to let Jesus' light shine through in a broken and dark world. So I'm gonna ask you to stand up and some of you are gonna think, is it possible that we're gonna light the entire room in the time that we sing Silent Night? I promise you we will. So just hang tight, enjoy the view of watching the light get brighter and brighter. So would you sing with me? Silent Night oh. Sleep 
You can blow out your candle. On behalf of CAMCC, we wish you a very Merry Christmas.